What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I welcome you all to another wonderful edition of Phoenix Down. Uh, this is Phoenix Down episode 13.0? 13.0. Yeah, we're moving on to the next game. We finally didn't fi finish the <laughs> Xenogears, but we have By that logic, I finally haven't finished a lot of games. <laughs> this, this is true. And this is the podcast where we're supposed to beat games. But... <laughs> Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, Phoenix Down is basically, as everyone knows, it is a revival uh, item in Final Fantasy, but it is also rising from the grave. So we're bringing games back from the grave, things that we may have missed, games that we love and we play and we want to try them again, see how they hold up. So that's Phoenix Down for us. Um, tonight we have a very special episode. We're playing through Heavy Rain. Uh, tonight I have with me Matt. Hello, uh, we survived the heavy rain last night, and I guess you guys are getting it today. We're getting it today. And uh, a very special guest, uh, Mackie. He is from the No Quarters podcast, as well as Bad Movie Friends podcast. Bad Movie Fiends. Fiends, is it Fiends Ooh. now? Fiends, we're fiendish. Shit, I thought it was Friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did register Bad Movie Friends because that happens so often. So Excuse Either one, me. if you go there, you'll get it. Shit, now I'm going to get shit on Twitter for that. Ah, you know. <laughs> yeah, well. It's all right. I'll forgive you, man. Okay, I appreciate but it. good to be here. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, we're playing through Heavy Rain. Uh, it's a Quantic Dreams game. came out in 2010. Uh, it's uh, specifically for the PlayStation 3. Um, yeah, I'm trying to imagine the best way to describe this. Uh, uh, well, I'll I tell you what. Well, let's just go ahead and go into our history with the game. Um, me, personally, I had been following the game. In fact, I had been following it ever since they showed off that trailer. Um, it, it was a trailer that has absolutely nothing to do with Heavy Rain. The casting? The casting. I think it was called The Casting. It was a woman mm -hmm. with a gun in a kitchen, and she was crying and, and, and all sorts of crazy stuff. But it, it was like a tech demo. And for some reason, because of course I had never seen anything like that before in my life. That was cutting edge technology right there. And it, it blew me away. I was like, man, I got I to gotta see this stuff. I, I had never heard of Indigo Prophecy. I, had, I In fact, I had never heard of Quantic Dreams before then. And so I was like, this is insane. I really want to see this kind of tech. And they finally announced Heavy Rain. It came out. I bought it day one at launch. And played through it probably in a week's time. And um, thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I know it gets a lot of criticism for not really being a game. But I don't believe that. And I, th I think that my first playthrough of this game was something special to me. Because yeah. I, was, I was like, I'd never experienced anything like this before. And I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. You know, it, it, like I genuinely cared about these characters. But anyway, Matt, wh how about your history with it? Um, I was pretty excited about this game, mainly because I played through and absolutely loved Indigo Prophecy. Okay. Now, I have played Indigo Prophecy, and I loved it up until the last, like, ten minutes of the game. Because it made absolutely no fucking sense. Yeah, I, I agree. It wasn't maybe not the greatest ending. But yeah. 
it, it was really just because I, I, I liked the style of the game. I liked the, the thought. I, I felt like I was in more control in, in some ways in areas like, you know, right the way the game starts off. It's not much of a spoiler. It's the very first part of Indigo Prophecy. You, like, get possessed and then you kill somebody. And then you take control as a player and you have to clean up the scene. Yeah. And, you know, that comes up also in Heavy Rain. But I think it's interesting that thought of did I did I do everything? I, I don't know <laughs> if I've actually cleared my tracks or cleared my trail. But uh, basically, I, I just even at that time, I thought it was uh, a really unique game. And I, I, li- I just liked the way that it played out. I liked the storyline. It, it wasn't superhero-ish, although it was paranormal, whereas Heavy Rain is not. Um, and, and then, you know, knowing that Heavy Rain was by Quantic Dream, I was real excited for it. Uh, I played through it once, and I tried to give it the the kind of the justice. I, try, I tried to follow David Cage's advice. I never looked up a fact when I played through it. I, didn't, I never even repeated a section if I failed it. You know, I, I played through it one time, and that was my story, good or bad or somewhere in the middle. You know, it came out the way it came out, and I was okay with that. I did the same thing with Mass Effect 2, but there are very few games where I care enough about the integrity of the story to not even want to repeat something. Yeah. Uh, but I loved Heavy Rain. And uh, Mackie, how about you? I had never played this game before, and I, this is actually a borrowed copy from uh, one of my buddies on the podcast. I borrowed it from him once the move came out because I was one of the early adopters of the move, which is probably a regrettable decision now when I think about it. But uh, <laughs> having it, I I knew that they were putting out a patch for it that said, hey, this game is going to have move integrated throughout the entire game. And I said, you know what? I think I need to try that because I wanted something that wasn't pretty much like a rail shooter, which was mostly what the move stuff was, aside from yeah. you know clones of you know, clones of Wii Sports and that sort of stuff. Yeah. So I was like, okay, here's a game where I know it's all quick time events and that's fine. You know, I can accept that part. And I agree with you, Drew, that it is a game. You know, it's, there are fail states. There are, you have to have some skill and you have to make decisions and you have to do them quickly. And I think that definitely makes it qualify. Yeah. For that, you know, for that category, like it's, I can understand why people who hate quick time events would, absolutely hate this game agreed (laughs) yeah because everything is based on that but uh i guess i borrowed it because mainly i didn't have that many ps3 games because i'm was pretty much a 360 guy for a long time so having something like this that i knew was an exclusive and had a cool storyline and honestly just looked super interesting in what it was doing even though i didn't really know what was going on. I knew there was a serial killer mystery. That was basically all I knew about it to start off. So that would, that seemed like, seemed like an interesting thing that we don't get enough of in games. Yeah. And you did know how to borrow it before watching the instructional video on how to borrow games. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That one still applies. Luckily. Yeah, Matt, I know you haven't been on a podcast to talk about your thoughts on E3, but I'm pretty sure I know which one you're going with. Yeah, I mean, they would have had to bomb for me to totally shun them, but with with the way things played out, it, it's not much of a choice. Yeah. But anyway, um, 
So heavy rain. Uh, truth be told, when I first got the game, I didn't really know what it what I was getting myself into. Like I didn't know it was a murder mystery. I, I don't know why. Maybe I didn't pay attention enough to the trailers <laughs> and stuff. I like. I mean, I played the demo. I'll just go ahead and mention that. I played the demo, and the demo has uh, one of the main characters, Scott Shelby, going to a woman and, and kind of um, investigating her a little bit, asking her about her son. And I was like, eh, I guess, yeah, this, he's a detective, and I'm sure there's a detective story in it somewhere. But, it, you know, when I first started playing... And the thing is... It, and I really, I really don't want to do this podcast as a walkthrough like we've been doing with like Xeno Gears and shit like that. I, I'm just kind of going to go everywhere a little bit while trying okay. while trying mm-hmm. to stick to a you know a, a main story and main theme. Yeah, and should we mention we've all beaten it at this point? Yeah, everybody. We all know who the killer is, and mm-hmm. I mean, it, do you want to go ahead and just say who it is? Uh, I don't save know. It. Yeah, let's save that for a little bit. Yeah, later. let's save it at least for the beginning of the second episode. Okay, that's fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, it's the first thing it comes to mind, especially now that I'm playing it again, the voice actors are <laughs> fantastic, sometimes, but, but the pro- sometimes but the problem is those are not Americans. Yeah. None that, of them are. Americans. That was my biggest issue with this is. They gave them all regional accents, so it's someone from another country trying to do a regional accent, and like with Jaden, where he's doing his Boston accent, every once in a while, he'll just slip in a pronunciation that's completely Canadian, that just kind of smashes right through that accent with a sledgehammer, (laughs) and just yanks you right out of it. When he says anything, it's anything. And I'm mm-hmm. like, that's not, no, he wouldn't say that, you know. And the kids, the the, the poor kids, they can't act. Yeah. That's, that's it. Oh yeah, those kids late in the game. <laughs> oh, the, like I was like, these kids couldn't be any more French Canadian than they are right now. <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> I just like, and it still sticks out to me, especially now that I'm going back to it. Because when I originally played, I was like, eh, whatever. I'm kind of stuck in the. The allure of the whole game. Yeah. Aside from the press X to Jason. Oh, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that That's shit. awful, and that still sounds terrible. Yeah. And uh, I have a video of that shit, so... Uh, <laughs> of, of recording that shit, and... Oh, man, I've got a lot of videos on Heavy Rain. Because we had a fucking ball whenever we were doing Rage Quit. <laughs> yeah. Um... <laughs> so anyway, we um that that's the biggest thing that stuck out to me. And another thing, I don't think the graphics hold up too well nowadays. I agree with that. I, yeah. I, I the main thing I took away from this game is that the tech of the PS3 wasn't quite up to the task of what they were trying to push through. Yeah. And the Uncanny Valley hurts this game a lot. Yeah. Because the faces are so close. But because they're not quite close enough, everything that's wrong stands out immediately. Yeah, especially yeah. when they're the faces are animating. Yeah, like when when there's just somebody walking around and you don't have one of those weird, awkward like tank movements. Like the, it can still look fantastic, and I think some parts and some aspects of this game still are are amazing looking. Oh, but you, you know, even the loading screens. Some of those loading screens look good. You know, but then they start moving, and I'm like, "Oh man, that's 
there's lots of little things that I, I find weird now. Like, why in those close-ups? Like, I, I, I guess it's just a, a, a depth of field thing, but I keep feeling like the, their noses should be the most crisp because that's the closest to me. Mm-hmm. But like, the, like their nose, like the tips of their noses are, are like muddied, the texture. And I don't know if it's intentionally out of focus or what it is, but it just looks weird to me. Yeah. I but, s- but mainly whenever they're talking, like there's something about, it's like there's too much air in their mouths. Yeah, they, they like to open their mouths really wide. When they <laughs> yeah, talk. they open their mouths really wide and their lips are like an inch away from their teeth. <laughs> and their teeth are just kind of mm-hmm. like, their jaw... <laughs> I was just moving within that open cavernous mouth. <laughs> it's just like that. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I focus on when they're talking. I think Lauren gets that one the worst because that girl, like the teeth on her, are just the worst. Yeah. So I know for a fact Scott Shelby is a real person. Like that that guy. I mean, that's a real person. They use his likeness and everything. In fact, if you want to go see him look exactly like Scott Shelby, go watch the movie Derailed. Because he's okay. wearing, he is a detective wearing a trench coat, and he's acting just like Scott Shelby in that movie. He's only in, he's only in it for like ten seconds. But um, anyway, yeah, yeah, the, and I know the good like I watched some of the making of videos that are in the extras, and like the girl that plays Madison is a blonde, but you can tell by her facial structure that they modeled very closely on yeah. her. Yeah. So, I mean, they they did that. Stuff, but like just thinking, going back to those loading screens. I mean, some of them look really good, and then you have like the one for Sean late in the game that just looks like a PS2 era model practically. I mean, it looks just flat out bad. Yeah. Like there's no other way to describe it other than just bad. I I don't know, but I mean, I have to mention that because for its time, that was what it was known for. That was its hallmark. Was that three years ago? This was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. Yeah. I mean, it was for me too. Um. And then, unfortunately, L.A. Noir came out. Yeah, but this yeah. man, this game would have benefited from that tech so much. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't even imagine if this game had had that, because L.A. Noir, the problem with it was the faces looked amazing, and then the bodies looked. <laughs> like it looked like garbage. heads on fucking Muppets for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it was. Uh, it like it that was it was more jarring than this one because this one the bodies don't look that great either. Yeah. But at least the they feel consistent yeah whereas la noir did not pull that off at all no but But i will say like the main the biggest thing i took away after after playing this is so much of the stuff that everyone gives the walking dead credit for was in this game first oh absolutely yeah oh yeah like i don't understand why Heavy Rain didn't come up in practically every conversation about Walking Dead, and it has to be just because nobody played it. Either nobody played it, and everybody fucking loves The Walking Dead. Here, here's the thing. Ugh, I, I hate to do this, but The Walking Dead is not the most phenomenal game in the world. That's my opinion. I reviewed every single fucking episode for the website, and I thought, yeah, sure, they're they're good games, but that that whole with the spike tv awards they like oh game of the fucking year goes to the walking dead i'm like you pretentious little fucks <laughs> you got to be fucking kidding me it so. didn't get my game of the year but it was up there i mean that was just a game where i i'll admit i connected with the characters more in that one one than i did in this one but 
that's a discussion for a whole other thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely did love The Walking Dead. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not a bad game, and I really like The Walking Dead. Hell, I've been a fan of the comic for fucking years. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, I, like, I've, I've, you know, I, I read it from the beginning. You know, I was a huge Walking Dead fan, and, you know, in the television show and stuff like that. I love that. But I don't know. Like, I've played a lot of Telltale games in my day, and to me, it's standard Telltale with some, oh, man, the choices, you know. Which yeah, I, I thought it was a lot better than Jurassic Park. You know what? That that's the one Telltale game I didn't play. I haven't had the heart to play that one because I just I, I I have not heard a good word about it yet. I just I can't stay away from something entitled Jurassic Park. Like I, I knew that I was going to play it, and I and I did enjoy it. To be fair, it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. You know, it was passable. It was serviceable. It felt like they were refining. From what I understand, they were refining a lot of the stuff that they eventually figured out in making walking dead like with yeah. the systems and how everything worked. Yeah. Like it was the, almost like their trial run for that game. <laughs> probably, probably, you're probably right there, but yeah. that's a pretty but big yeah. license to waste a uh, trial run. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that's what's so weird about that. Like I just, I don't get how they botched that one that bad. Well, needless to say, we'll never see another Jurassic park game from telltale games. Nobody's made a good Jurassic Park game, and it should be so easy. I mean, you have dinosaurs. Like, how hard is it? But shooting yeah. dinosaurs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Turok. There's your best one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it had the cerebral bore doesn't make it a good game. I tell you what, then if you if you really want a game that's the the best Jurassic Park simulator, play Primal Carnage. Okay. It's a it's a PC only game and it's a it's a multiplayer only game, but you have a side that's dinosaurs and a side that's humans, and yeah, it's pretty fun. It sounds pretty cool. It yeah. Sounds better than Dino D Day. It is, yeah. It is. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's basically Team Fortress True Two, but with dinosaurs. But um, anyway, way hey, off topic. <laughs> way. <laughs> Sorry. Um, we're uh, but yes, Walking Dead. Everything that's in Walking Dead, all the choices, all the consequences, all of that stuff. A lot, like the story continuing despite a main character dying, like yeah. all, all that stuff is in this game, yeah. and I just think it deserves more credit than it received for that. Yeah, that's um, it, I mean, you know, for its time, it was pretty innovative. I, I will give it that, and I, I you know, I, all right, I, I do want to kind of get into the story a little bit, so let's just talk about that. You play the for the beginning part of it is. This guy named Ethan Mars. Um, you know, he, he's your every, average, everyday dad. Uh, I don't know how old he is necessarily. Probably you know, 35, something like that, maybe. Yeah. Um, he um, has two sons, one named Jason and one named um, Sean. Sean. Yeah, Sean. I keep forgetting that one because everybody knows the Jason. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> And uh, he, you know, the the first couple of chapters is basically just going through the life of Ethan Mars. You know, he's an architect. I guess he's an architect. That's what they say. He yeah. doesn't ever go to work. But yeah, he, I've never. <laughs> no, you can make him work on sketches. Yeah, I had him do that. Yeah, yeah but I can work on a sketch. It doesn't make me an architect. <laughs> eh, good point. But um, he, um, you know, he seems to have a pretty good family, a pretty good life. You know, he's he play with his kids, and you know he. Nice house. Has a very fucking nice house. I bet you he built it. 
I, I put a note I, when I took a note on that part. I just wrote, "Nobody lives in a house like that, even an architect." Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think. It happens in 2011. Like I, I, I distinctly remember it happening in the future from when the game came out. Which was, yeah, yes, because when they go back and look at the, the, the missing children, it's like 09 to 2011. Yeah, so um, this happens in like 2011, so uh, he, he he lives in a futuristic home. Uh, <laughs> the far-flung future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he uh, he seems to have his life pretty much going well for him. You know, he's, he's, he's mm-hmm. got pretty good money, stuff like that, and has a wife that loves him and two kids that see him as Superman and... Uh, and he goes to the mall one day, and um, he is supposed to be watching his oldest son, Jason. Uh, he runs off uh, after getting a balloon from a very fucking creepy fucking clown. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and uh, unfortunately... Oh. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I... I... Was Jason autistic or something? No, that he. Or did he just have a death wish in this section? I'm pretty sure he yeah. just had death wish. Because like I, there was part of me that's just like I don't even blame Ethan for what just happened because that kid like persistently tried to get away from him. Yeah, as hard as he could. It wasn't like he yeah. was focused on something that he saw across the room. He was just going away from Ethan. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I wasn't sure if the kid was supposed to be you know have some kind of mental disorder or something. Cause it was just like you give him a balloon and he promptly just runs off <laughs> before you can pay the guy. And then like, and, and think about it. He's like downstairs in the mall and then he's outside across the street. It's like, where are you going kid? Yeah. That I don't know. Like Maybe. that I'll admit that kind of turned me off in the beginning. Cause it was just like, there is a much more natural way to, to do this sort of thing. Yeah. And I've never been in a mall that crowded in my life. <laughs> this is true. Fuck. Yeah. Although <laughs> that, that brings up one point that I wanted to make, and I think it's probably the single thing that I like the most about this game, is mm-hmm. it's not the fact that that uh, that Jason was even killed. Like that's like that's the sad thing for for Ethan and his family and his life. But for mm-hmm. us as a player, like that's such a minor part. Of, of where the sadness and this is not a happy game this is a sad depressing game and mm-hmm. that's given to us through all the repercussions of that one event and the way it ripples throughout his life and yeah i i really like the fact that it's not like somebody died that's awful be sad it it's look how that death affected ethan's life and ruined him as a person and his son and it broke up his family and yeah and, i thought they did a really great job when you transition out of that into the next section where you're in his new shitty apartment and, you know, Sean is super distant. Like I thought they handled that so perfectly. Yeah. So depressing. Yeah. It's depressing, but it's like also realistic because the kid's not like, screw you dad. You know, he's not like that. He's just like, you can tell he like, this has affected him enough that he's still, distant and he doesn't want to talk about things and like you can tell the two of them ethan and sean don't know how to talk to each other now yeah right like it's broken their communication yeah and like that like that scene is probably maybe one of my favorite scenes in the game i I don't know i'll wait till i finish it again but 
like that whole scene, I'm just like, this is awful. And it makes me think of like how messed up Sean's future is going to be now mm-hmm. at that point in the game. Cause you're like, look, who does he have to turn to? You know, his parents, you know, his parents are messed up, are, are apart. I don't know if they're technically divorced or whatever, but you know, I'm sure that alone can mess a kid up, but just all these things together. And like, I don't know. It was just, I thought it was very well handled and I thought it was great that it was, wasn't like the event of Jason's death that, that really affects us. It's the way that that death affects all those characters that affects us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, let's see, you know, you, we see, we see how his life is now with his son and like all this stuff that's happening is, is, Basically, just the introduction, and I mean, this is what probably an hour and a half to two hours into the game, uh, and and it's you know it, they set up so much shit to begin with that you know it it kind of just it becomes a, a scramble almost toward toward the middle of the of the the game, you know. I, I felt mm-hmm. I, I don't think it felt rushed, but it was it felt. Like okay, I'm doing this. All right, now I got to heal. Now I'm going back out. I got to heal again because you know, you're constantly getting healed by Madison. And I was just like, man, what the hell? I was like, because you know it was so slow to begin with, and then we're like, we're pedal to the metal on this the rest of this stuff. Well, yeah, the length of the ch- chapters, the way it breaks them up. You know, if you go to the chapter menu on the main screen, like those first two are really long. Yeah, and then there are some that are like a couple minutes long later on in the game. Yeah. And it feels like they spent a lot of time establishing all this stuff. And then after that, it's like, go, 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 go. You know, and, and it just keeps getting shorter and shorter as you get towards the end of the game. Yeah. So it definitely feels like they just pick up the pace and don't let up. Do like, you think that's intentional or do you think that's just like they ran out of time to make it longer. I don't to, think to it's maintain a pace. Yeah, I don't think it's that. I think it's just uh, you know when you commit to hey, we got to go do this serial killer shit. I mean, you're kind of have to be in a hurry for all that stuff. I, yeah, I I think it is kind of a function of how the story goes in that you know, as you get along, you can't be dawdling along looking in the looking in every medicine cabinet you see yeah. and opening every every uh, wardrobe and all that stuff, you know, they, they, I think that becomes a function of the game. And I think I realized I started playing it that way where it was like, I reached a point where I was like, I don't need to explore all this stuff. I know yeah, where yeah. I need to go and what I need to be doing. Yeah. I've got bigger issues to deal with. Yeah. So, uh, story wise, let's see. Um, after the heartfelt moment with his son, I get sitting there creepily watching his son eat. Um, yeah, some of those scenes are kind of creepy. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so many times in this game where there's choices of where you want to stand or sit or lean while somebody's talking or doing something, and it never feels natural. And I <laughs> no. wondered if where you sat or stood affected the outcomes of what they were saying. I got the feeling it didn't, but I wasn't yeah. sure. You know, like eventually you get to sit next to a bed to somebody who's kind of confessing something to you, and. I don't know if standing against the wall means they treat you differently or if you're sitting on the bed means that they're more, you know, they're more open to telling you what they want to tell you. You know, there was a lot of confusion to me about that and also confusion about what it even meant to be able to do that stuff. Because yeah. I kind of avoided doing a lot of 
because I was afraid it was going to interrupt what the person was saying and start, you know, some other action, you know, like opening a, opening a dresser drawer or something rather than just leaning against the dresser. Yeah. So I, I wish they had kind of explained that stuff a little better. Yeah. But. They, they, they pretty much explain the controls and the, the, the simple mechanics of, you know, hold R2 or L2 to see what the person's thinking and then choose something. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, it, I, I remember distinctly that that was a great feature that I used a lot um, in my first playthrough of this game when, back in 2010. But now I just find it kind of one of those, eh, whatever. I'm just going to hit it just because. But, I mean, that that's just me. To, to be honest with you, this entire playthrough for me, I knew what some, I, I knew what most was what was most was going to happen. I'm trying to do a few things differently to see what changed, but I'm also basically just trophy hunting right now. Mm-hmm. I, I played the same part like so like five times because I kept fucking it up. I'm like, God damn, it, I want this fucking trophy. What, what part was it? And it was playing the fucking piano perfectly. Oh God. I was like, my God, I gotta start this over again. And it's- I I tried playing that section. I I played through the whole game with the move. I don't know if we mentioned that yet, but I dedicated myself. I said I'm gonna play through this entire thing using the move, so that I've one, I've actually used the move in a game, and two, <laughs> just because I was, you know, I like you said, Matt, where David Cage suggested, okay, you want to play the entire game and not take anything back, you know, continue with whatever happened. And yeah, trying to play the piano part, like, it's weird how our brains have been trained where the buttons are on a controller when L1 pops up and R2 pops up and X and square, like we know. And X, being a mostly 360 guy, always messed me up because I was (laughs) always hitting the square button instead. But when you have the move, like, those, those signals are completely crossed in your brain. And, you know, like, there's a trigger button, there's, you know, R2, there's all these other things that I was just like, or, uh, sorry, L2, but all these other things that I was like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing, and it wants me to do them super fast, and eventually I was like, I'm not even going to bother trying to play the piano, this is pointless. Yeah. <laughs> I just, but yeah, there was a, cur- a couple of things where I was just like, hey, you know what, I can do that again. And the thing is, is whenever you want to restart something, they give you, like, Four fucking warnings of like, hey, this shit may not work next time. And I'm just like, well, Jesus, this is, you know, because the first time I want to do it, I was like, no, do you want to save? I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to save. And then it pops up, okay, things may not match up if you save. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And it says, are you fucking sure you want to save? I'm <laughs> like, yes, I want to save. Do I want to save? I don't know. And it's like this big red bar. And I yeah. was like, God, I, should I? I just want this trophy. You know, and then so, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I've, I've eventually, I don't, I may have fucked up my game. I don't really know yet. So we'll find out. So anyway, back to the story. Um, yeah. Ethan, um, after the whole uh, dealing with your son, uh, taking him to bed and stuff like that, Ethan has this weird thing where he blacks out. And it happens out of nowhere. He shuts the door to his son's room and just blacks out. Next thing he knows, he wakes up in the middle of the street in the middle of the night with it pouring rain, and he's at this intersection of a two two streets. I don't know. I can't remember what the name of the street is. Um, and he has an origami figure in his hand. 
Or as they call it in this game, origami. Origami. Oh, it depends on who's <laughs> saying it. This is yeah. true. There's some oh. people... Oh. There's more than one person that says origami, though. And <laughs> I was like... <laughs> it's fucking Blake. Uh, <laughs> that guy, I don't like him as a voice actor. I don't like him as a fucking character. And I hate it when he says origami. Origami. Uh. Well, like the newscaster at the end of the game says origami. Yeah. Like, like, like it's so random who says it correctly and who doesn't. Yeah. Like, I would, like, I would have preferred if David Cage just did every voice in the game because <laughs> it would have been fucking hilarious. But <laughs> that's just me. Uh, but anyway, so he has an origami in his hand. And <laughs> Damn you! And he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on. Um, and and it, it kind of just it. it Clips to another scene after that. In fact, I believe the next scene is Scott Shelby. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which that was really jarring to me. Well, when they switch characters. Yes. Like I, because like I said, I knew nothing about this game. Yeah. And suddenly, being another guy and just kind of almost being in the middle of an investigation type thing, I was like, wait, what is what is going on here? Like, like I, it just it totally threw me for a loop when it probably shouldn't have but it just i think it's because you were saying how long those first few chapters feel yeah and you get so used to being ethan and doing what ethan's doing that suddenly to be this other guy was like wait a minute yeah i think it's key for this kind of story not to get you too attached to one character to kind of Mm -hmm. maybe see things through another character's eyes to keep it to keep things ambiguous as long as possible through the beginning yeah yeah they did that with um, Indigo Prophecy as well. In fact, you could actually switch characters in the same scene. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Scott Shelby, he's a private investigator um, investigating the origami killer. Um, he's been uh, hired by the families. Th- that's what he says. Yeah, which seems <laughs> odd because he's talking to all the families. I say, yeah, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, I've been hired by all the families. It's a collective thing. Um, you're not part of it, but I need to ask you some questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he goes to this woman um, named Lauren. can't remember her last name. Lauren Bad Actress. That's what I'll name her. Lauren from the casting? Lauren from the casting. Because that is the character. I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it must be David Cage's wife or something. Um <laughs> Nice. Uh, uh, her name's Lauren Winter, by the way. Lauren Winter. Gotcha. So um, he, he goes to see Lauren. She is a, a mother of a child who um, was killed by the origami killer. Uh, I can't really remember how long ago it was, but um, he shows up. Uh, you know, there's a couple of things where he, oh, he has to bribe, bribe the 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 clerk for, uh, with five bucks. Apparently, that's uh, yeah. That's what Lisa worked. I'm just like, man, he's a cheap bribe. It's a <laughs> shitty part of town. Much <laughs> must be. Um, and so he, he goes up there, and she she's apparently um, a hooker now, or may have been the entire time. I'm yeah, not, she was the entire time. So she, yeah, yeah, because she she meant about to her, tell son. her son. She kept it from her son and that yeah. sort of stuff. And she was apparently married because she had a husband who ran off in the middle of the night with a letter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Either that or it was just the kid's father and they were still together. Yeah, they, they never really make it clear, but they make it clear that he's long gone. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, 
she he obviously wants to get information from her about the origami killer tell him you know just like asking her about her son uh if there was any clues possibly um and this whole scene you're trying to convince her to give up information um and you can actually fail this um i don't, I don't think you it'd be very difficult to um but apparently you can yeah i think you would have to ask all the wrong questions because yeah. you only get, I think, three questions because you can't get through all the lines of questioning in one thing before she just says, time's up. Yeah, that's true. Because this is one of the scenes I played twice because I was not prepared for sudden the movements that you have to do later in that chapter yeah. <laughs> with the move controller. And I decided I wanted to try playing it with the, uh, with the controller after that. Yeah. But yeah, you, you only get like three tries of what you're talking to her about. And then she eventually says, time's up no matter, you know, which line of questioning you were going down. I gotcha. So yeah, um, he doesn't get much information. And, uh, in fact, he, he even says to himself or in his thoughts, uh, he says, this was a waste of time. Uh, walks out the door and, um, has an asthma attack. Uh, you have to, can't remember apparently where he kept his inhaler. Yeah, because I checked every <laughs> fucking pocket. Um, and, and while he's inhaling his medicine or whatever, um, a man walks by and uh, pretty much forces his way into Lauren's apartment. Um, and you hear him screaming and stuff like that. And you can actually choose to interject or just fucking leave. You can also, and I don't know firsthand that this is true, but you can just not use your inhaler. What happens really? then? He dies. Are you serious? What? I've heard that he can die in that scene right there if you just don't use your inhaler. Man, really? that makes for a quick game without any of his scenes. Yeah, I don't, like... Wow. There's a lot of games that are that they describe kind of like elastic like this where, you know, your decisions can sway the story. But th- this game is pretty extreme in, in how far you can sway it. Yeah. I have heard rumors. I know I told Matt this. I heard rumors that once the, the 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 story proper starts after the whole Ethan thing, um, you can just set down the controller and it will play. The entire game. The entire game. I've heard rumors. I don't know if that's true or not. Hmm. But I, I've heard that doing nothing will make the, the story continue. Interesting. I've had some choices where I did nothing because I couldn't decide what to do and then it just picked one for me. Yeah. Yeah, I did but- have that happen a few times. But I yeah I've never tried it for the entire game I I might try that after I finish it properly. So um but yeah the, the, I mean I'm I'm sure everybody went and tried to help Lauren. Yeah I fought the guy twice. Yeah. <laughs> I fought him once with the move and actually did better than I did fighting him with the controller because the controller was the first time I had picked up the controller for this game. Yeah. And he gets more beat up when you mess up continually. And he will be beat up in the next scene that they go to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which I thought was pretty, you know, a nice touch at least. Yeah, it's, um, but dude, are you kidding me? Like, as of right now, half of my characters are half dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's that's going to happen, unfortunately. I've got a whole lot of glass cuts all over Ethan. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, we won't be able to get into it this episode, but next episode, man. I got some plot holes to talk about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, we go in there. We stop this guy. He's he's apparently a client of hers. And um, you get into a, the first 
action fight scene, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's pretty rough. I mean, you know, it hits him with a bottle and almost gets stabbed. And It went on longer than I was expecting it to. Yeah, that, that fight did last pretty long. And, and most of the action scenes do that. I mean, they keep continuing. It's not like they're just over in, you know, it's not like Osiris Wrath or something where you only are putting like three or four inputs and then cut scene. Yeah. I and mean, these are like one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And there's a lot of back and forth. Like you can mess up even two or three times in a row sometimes and not end the fight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's the thing. It always gives you a, a, at least a few more chances. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think that's one of the things that I really liked about it. And when I first played it, so I'm going to keep going back to, oh, when I first played it, because when I first played it, this game was very impactful. Now I'm just kind of going through the motions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, but I, I mean, I am trying to experiment and stuff like that. But when I first played through this game, it, it kind of got to me because it was so many tension scenes. There was so many scenes that I was just like, my God, I just, you know, and I kept thinking because there was one thing that they always stated in all the trailers and things like that was your character can die at any moment. <laughs> that's what the, I mean. That's that's the mm-hmm. one thing they pounded into everybody's head. And I was like, fuck, I mean, I don't want this person to die right now. You know, and, and I was, you know, and I was like, I don't want to fuck this up. You know, and and it was so nerve wracking for me. Some of these scenes were, mm-hmm. and I was I like, you know, especially when we get into the trials. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, I it was funny that I got lulled into that sense of oh, I can mess some of these up and it's okay, because when I got one of the characters killed later on, I was like, wait a minute, wait what? <laughs> what? Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh well, he's gonna do this and he's going to be fine. And it's like, nope, that guy's dead. <laughs> and I, I'm assuming the easy, normal, hard mode, I forget what they call them in each of these, but I'm assuming that adjusts the number of screw-ups you get. Yeah. Yeah. It changes the prompts, too. Oh, really? Yeah, like it's... Yeah, I played on the medium one. There, I, That's what I'm playing on, too. I, I know I played on hard, like just did a couple of scenes on hard whenever I first played through the game. And they mm-hmm. definitely changed the button prompts. Like, you may be hitting X, and then all of a sudden you'll hit R2, you know, instead of, well, maybe circle. Mm-hmm. So the, so they, they, they change up the button prompts to where you're you're moving your hands around the controller a yeah. lot. Yeah, so. they, they do some of that with the move where you actually have to reach over with your other hand to hit yes. multiple buttons on the move controller. Oh, God, that'd be horrible. Like, like the golf scene, you actually have to hold it as if you're holding a golf club. Uh-huh. Where you have, you know, one hand is on the big uh, move button in the middle, and then one hand is hitting the triangle, which is across on the right hand side. So, I mean, it's interesting how they mimic some of those motions. And then also, when you have your hands around someone's throat, you have to hold it that way, where it's you've, you know, you're basically got your hands together crossed over each other. So, I mean, I will say I think the move is integrated really well into this game. Mm-hmm. Unless you need those fast, precise movements, and then it's very subject to you trying to do them too fast and getting your guys killed, which I did more times than I care to admit in this game. Uh, I'm getting flashbacks of Manhunt 2 on the Wii. <laughs> oh God. Yeah, that was that was uh, anyway. Um, uh, so um, we save Lauren, I guess uh, she gives a little bit more information, I guess. Maybe. Did she give any more information? Uh, or she just say really. thanks? She just says thanks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we and said I'm it. I'm assuming that leads to her yeah. helping you later. Yeah. 
wow, I wonder if she even is around if you didn't go save her. Mm, probably not. Wow, that's yeah. nuts. Yeah. I mean, this give this game credit. They When they stick to something, they stick with it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not like Walking Dead where, you know, I hate to keep bringing up Walking Dead, but where it kind of course corrects back to where it was anyway, yeah. no matter what you do. You know, and something like Spec Ops The Line that was supposed to have a lot of player choice, that did the exact same thing where it's like, oh, well, things are different for about 45 seconds, and then we're going to get you back to where it would have been anyway. Yeah. You know, this one is, they very much commit to, uh, yeah, you got that guy killed, don't, you know, there's not some random guy that's going to replace him later. He's just, you You don't get to do anything with him anymore, you know? Yeah, that's, that's nuts, you know, and that's the closest thing, I guess, to Josh Whedon we can get to. Yeah, he loves to kill people. But um, yep. so yeah, um, that 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 actually brings up a good point. I didn't, I didn't, never, I, I never made that correlation, but until right now. But yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and we meet, uh, what's his name? Agent Norman Jaden, FBI. Um, mm-hmm. God, this, I like Jaden. Norman Jaden. Yeah, <laughs> I I like him as a character, but damn, that, that voice. I just, yeah. I mean, if you're gonna get a guy with a Boston accent, make sure English is his first language or something. Because, <laughs> like, that—that's the Jaden is the most frustrating character in this game to me. Because every time he speaks, I don't believe it, but I still <laughs> like the character. Yeah. And it's like, how many actors are there out there? Because it's not like you cast big name. Canadian actors or something to play these parts. These are like local community theater type people, you know, or like normal voice actors and just people that it's not like they were irreplaceable parts of this. Yeah. So it's like, you know what? You can get in a bunch of actors from Boston who can do a damn good Boston accent. So why didn't you do that? I don't know. You well, know? he, he kind of made up for it and beyond two souls. Cause he's got Ellen page and we're on the foe. With him this time, yeah. so he's he's got two decent actors and one that looks really bad nowadays. <laughs> he didn't look good to begin uh, with. Ellen Page looks all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, so uh, yeah, we meet Norman Jaden. Uh, he is an FBI agent sent in to investigate the origami killer. Uh, I believe there's eight children that's been killed so far and they're just now sending in somebody to investigate yeah. this uh but Jaden is a very interesting character due to the fact that he uses this <sighs> prototype sunglasses virtual reality thing yeah his ari glasses ari yeah. comment uh, when those when he put those things on i was just like what the fuck just happened in this game <laughs> Like yeah. it comes out of nowhere that suddenly he's got future VR glasses to wear. <laughs> like I'm like this is kind of cool, but what the fuck is this doing in this game? Yeah. Although I'll tell you what, it was kind of surreal when he's sitting at his desk flipping through his uh, flipping through his evidence things, and they're circling mm-hmm. around him, and I'm doing the same thing with the move. Yeah, that I, I did like how they used that too. Yeah, this isn't really that far removed. If like if this move were just incorporated into a glove, and I <laughs> yeah. wasn't looking at a TV, I guess I don't know. We could, <laughs> but we I was like, have... it didn't feel that different. Yeah, we could always hook up a power glove to it if you wanted to. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah. look about right. 
I did like in this scene though that I felt like I was investigating a crime finally. Yeah. You know, like I was doing actual investigation because with the other guy, it just felt like I was questioning people, but I wasn't getting anywhere. Yeah. You know, at least with this one, it feels like, okay, I'm finding evidence and finding a trail. I also wonder if it's possible to get hit by that train. Because well, the train comes by right behind the, the place you're investigating. Really? And I'm wondering if, if you can get him hit by the train at some point because it comes by multiple times. I, 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 it never went by when I played. Really? Yeah, I I'm I don't serious. Remember it going by either. Yeah. I had it go by twice. Wow. I no, didn't happen with me. Really? Yeah. How long That's was you crazy. in that area? Uh, I checked about just about everything with those glasses because I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, because what you do is you hold like the trigger on the wand and you have to hold it um, kind of like sideways and then push it down to the ground to do his little scanning thing. So I was just having fun wandering around. <laughs> Slamming this thing at the ground, scanning everything. Yeah. But I yeah, I don't. I wasn't there that long, but I know eventually you have to. Uh, you have to walk up the, uh, you know, up the stair, up the the mud hill, the mud hill, past the past the train tracks. And I never did that me? in the first playthrough. Oh really? really? Yeah. I did. Yeah, there's a trophy for doing it. Apparently, I didn't even realize it until I had done it, but. Yeah, because like the I guess all the tra- all the evidence leads up the hill, and all you do is find a tire track that shows what kind of car the killer was using. I guess. Yeah, that's kind of fucking crazy. Ari can recognize by a tire track. He's driving a yeah. Chevrolet Malibu. Yeah, imagine how many crimes would be solved if that thing actually existed. Because I mean, it's analyzing like pollen in the air and picking up people's DNA and knowing which person it was instantly. It's yeah. great, man. It's fucking nuts. I want all the cops to have RE glasses. For real. I, like even my girlfriend, she was sitting there watching me do that. And she's like, how did it know that it was a Chevrolet Malibu? I was like, you know, that's a pretty fucking good question. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, he, he, Jaden goes around a crime scene, which is, it's another one of the, um, I guess the dead drops. I call him dead, whatever the fuck they are, where he dumps the body of a child, um, and this the same mo as the origami killer. Uh, this is also where you first meet Blake, uh, the uh, the head detective of the. What city is this? Have they did they ever say what? They city never is say. It? Yeah, okay. they never do, but apparently it's modeled on Philly. Okay. Um, and so uh, he's the head detective of the police force. Um. And we, we, you know, we go around the, the crime scene. We look at all the different things. Uh, there's always an origami figure in the child's hand. Uh, there's always an orchid on the child's chest, and it's always been drowned in rainwater. Uh, and uh, they, they, you know, the child will be missing for multiple days. But uh, according to the coroner, or not the coroner, but the, I guess the autopsy it shows that the child's probably only been dead for maybe six hours at the most so whoever's taking these kids is taking them and then keeping them alive for a few days then killing them mm-hmm. um and the other thing is he's covering their faces with mud but there's no like traumatic uh there, there's no any type of physical injuries to the body itself yeah so uh, we meet Blake. We walk around. We kind of get a sense that Blake's a bit of a dick. 
Uh, oh, he's such a dick. Yeah, he, uh, he was immediately who I suggested, just or who, who I suspected, just because he's such <laughs> a dick, and he seems to be trying to prevent you from doing anything. <laughs> so I was like, this guy's got to be the killer because he's not letting me investigate anything. This is very true, you know. Oh man, that's actually a good. That's a good theory because I'm like, you know, now that I think about it, I'm like, yeah, he's he's being such a dick. He doesn't want Jaden to figure out who the fuck the killer is. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> he, he does a... seem to hinder you every time you try to do something. Yeah, uh, no, he's just a shitty cop. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a tough time because on this playthrough, I'm doing the things that I didn't do the first time, and that what that amounts to is my letting him be a dick. Yeah, that's, and it's very hard for me to allow him to be a dick and to uh, not step I, in when he's like beating people. And uh, I tried so hard, but eventually, like you get to the one part where you're kind of giving your profile for the killer later on, and he is just like, <laughs> "This is useless. You're a piece of crap. You're not even a real cop," you know. And he just and, and I kept trying to be reasonable, like the I think yeah. it's like calm, reasonable, something else. And then finally, it's like tell him off. And I was like, "Fine, fuck that guy." So I had like that is how good that character is at being just a complete ass. <laughs> is I broke my dedication to being that because I just could not resist telling him off eventually. Yeah, that's that. In fact, there's there's an end joke with me and my roommate because he watched me play through this entire game, and he thought it was fucking hilarious. I wanted to keep my composure the entire time, and I accidentally hit the wrong fucking button. <laughs> and you know, he, he was like, "Well, you got eight kids killed," and he jumps up and he goes, "Fucking asshole!" Like that. Yep, that and is so, the exact one I used actually. And, and so every every once in a while, I'll go see my old roommate and he'll just say, "Fucking asshole," <laughs> and I'm like. God, we would never live that down, ever. <laughs> and so, but yeah, it's I hate Blake with a passion. Yeah. I hate him so bad. Uh, is there any way to get Blake killed over the course of the game? Maybe I don't know. Maybe at the end, I doubt it. Yeah, because I mean, there is the one point where the crazy guy is pointing a gun at him, and I ended up shooting him. Oh, really? Yeah, I did this time. Yeah. Did, well, you get a trophy for not shooting him too. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll have to play that again. But <laughs> we um. What will we? I mean, we'll. I guess we can get into that. Listen, like, right? We're taking up a lot of time just talking yeah. about anecdotes. Um. So we we've met all the main characters except for one, which we meet in the next scene. Uh. Uh. Oh, what's her name? Masson. Um. And this was the dumbest introductory scene I've ever seen in my life. For me, don't get me wrong. I got to see her tits, so I was like, okay, whatever. There's yeah, tits. but that kind of like I don't like that at all. You know, they you introduce this woman, you don't know her, and like I'm not sure like if that's what you had to do to proceed in the game, but I'm pretty sure it was that you had to go in the bathroom and take the shower so that you could come out and see that the door was opened. Yeah, yeah. You know, so like to me, that's like here, here's this character you're supposed to be controlling and. I, I hate to put it this way, but it's like you disempower her immediately by making her take her clothes off. That's true. You know, and I, that bothered me a lot. But And it's also, I think, the first time you have nudity in the game. No, you so, see Ethan's ass. Oh, yeah, that's true. In the beginning when you have nudity, you take a shower. <laughs> Don't worry. Have you played Amnesia, The Dark Descent? Uh, no, I have not. Good. Unless you like seeing a lot of penises. <laughs> There's fully rendered penises in that fucking game. Yeah. A lot of them. <laughs> well, that's what's funny, too, is they are so particular 
about how they cover up Ethan in that early shower scene yeah. in the very beginning. And then her, they're just like, hey, check it out. Like, we're going to obscure the bottom, but uh, not the top. Yeah, um, it's just, I, I don't know. It like it seems like a poor decision for guys trying to tell a not typical video game story to to do that. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's it's so weird. Like, I, I it even felt jarring to me because it seems like every time you do something in this game, they play the sad piano. And yeah. I'm just like, why, why, is this a sad scene? They're just taking a shower. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just, I don't know. Maybe her water doesn't get very hot. It must not. <laughs> but yeah, the scene after that is intense. You don't, like when she comes out of the shower? Yeah, when she comes out and there's people in her apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was the first time I was like, holy crap, game. You know, because, I mean, you had beaten up the guy earlier, but that was, like, nothing compared to this, where these guys are, like, trying to stab you, and they're throwing you against the wall. I mean, it's, like, it's it's rough. Yeah, it was it was pretty brutal. Uh, for some reason, I remember the first time I played I was like, this, this doesn't feel right to me. And mm-hmm. I was like, she's probably dreaming. That's what I was thinking. But I still didn't want to die, because I was like, well, hell, what if she fucking dies? You know, and so I, I I kept doing the best I could. In fact, I did better this time around. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't get hurt. I didn't. I, I, you know, I mean, yeah, sure, they threw me on a table and shit like that. But I mean, I never got. You know, you didn't fail a prompt. Yeah, I didn't fail anything. Um, and you still get the same thing. Eventually, one of them just catches you, and then it's oh, it's over. And, yeah, I think I eventually got stabbed, but I made it quite a ways through that apartment. Yeah, it was it was a long scene too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the only thing that got me was I can't stand it when either games or movies do the whole, I'm waking up. Oh, I'm still in a dream. Oh, I'm waking up again. You know, it's been used so many times that fucking mm-hmm. scary movies are doing it now. Yeah. You know, as a joke. And I was like, God, this is. But anyway, it's, that's beside the point. So we meet Madison and we find out her big thing is, is that she's an insomniac. And. You know, she's absolutely not connected to this origami killer stuff at all to begin mm-hmm. with. You know, and and so it's that, that's all that's what we're left with. Is she's she's waking up, she's an insomniac, and that's it. Um, and then after that, we go back to oh man, what is after that? Uh, well, you did skip a couple things that are in the middle there, but it's mostly uh, mostly there's the one where you meet with Ethan Shrink, which is where I found out he was in a coma for six months. Which I didn't, you know, like they, 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 I don't think they'd told us that before then. Yeah. But he told, you know, it's six months, and I was honest with the doc and told him I've been having blackouts and doing that stuff, which, you know, later comes back to you because I wonder if I hadn't been honest with him, what that doctor would have told the cops yeah. later on. But, yeah, I mean, it's, but yeah, but that's actually where after that scene is where Sean gets kidnapped. Holy fuck, did I totally skip over that? Yeah, you skipped that one. Which, I like the Sean scene because it's such a contrast to the first scene where he won't talk to you at all. Yeah. And I did stuff like throwing the boomerang and doing like the seesaw. Yeah. and just like, That felt so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, playing on the swing. And it was like, man, like we're having fun. This kid's doing well. And I'm like, something is going to go terribly wrong now, isn't it? Yeah. And, and it's... He yeah, fucking, he blacks out and Sean's gone. <laughs> I, uh, I remember, like, because we'd already seen him black out once. And, uh, you know, it was, he, he was going to the ride. And, and the whole I was thinking the whole time, oh, he's going to get, 
kidnapped. Like somebody's just gonna grab him, he's gonna turn around, he's gonna be gone. No, he fucking starts blacking out. Mm-hmm. And like I remember me and my roommate both were like, Oh fuck, it's happening now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he wakes up and he's got the origami figure in his hand and it's nighttime, it's raining and he's at the middle of that intersection and I mean he, he I mean even I was like kind of like freaking out the first time I played I was like fuck what what the fuck do I do now yeah you know and it, and it actually allows you to run around and shit and I'm like fuck mm-hmm. and he's gone completely yeah and you gone. find his backpack I think but... yeah yeah. Wow, I can't believe but, I fucking skipped that I thought that came afterwards yeah but what I love about that scene is it leads into him going to the cops. Where you have to remember what time you were there and what Sean was wearing. Oh God, yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> and like, and you know, and it's you don't even think about it. And I'm like, well, and the choices are like green. It, like it's like, what color jacket was Sean wearing? And you're like, was it green? Was it beige? Was it black? black? You know, and you're like, well, shit, what was he wearing? You know, and it's like I just saw that scene. What was he wearing? You know, and apparently there's a trophy for getting those right, but I. Did not get any of that right <laughs> I didn't at either. all. So yeah, if I, I'm glad I don't have any kids because if I lost them, that uh, I would not remember what they were wearing. Obviously. Well, you know that that, that actually brings up a point. Was that um, there's a, that that was the first scene where we see him see Jaden get into the the virtual reality r- room for the first time, mm-hmm. and you can like look at his clues and things like that. But this is also the first time where he starts freaking out and I don't know if it's I'm still confused and I've played through this game twice is he having withdrawals from the drug or is he having withdrawals from the Ari like is the Ari making him hallucinate and have weird jerky reactions the withdrawals I'm pretty sure are from the drug okay but he's, he's taking the drug to keep him in reality, I think that's unrelated to the Ari. Although he does get messed up from the Ari in some of the negative endings. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would know because I got him killed eventually. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't like that. That I to me, to I still don't know what's going on with that. I'm just, like the whole time I was playing through the first time, I was like, he is addicted to this drug, but he has to take the drug in order to keep him grounded in reality from this re system that he uses all the time yeah and see when i first when that first happened i took the drug because i thought it was like some kind of medication for some kind of disease he had or something yeah like i didn't make that connection until way later on when they kind of get more explicit about it but like i thought you know even though the stuff was called trypto i thought that's a weird name for medication but you know, you kind of you don't have much time to decide whether you're going to take it or not. So yeah, that's and I accidentally I had to redo this, which is why I'm bringing up this whole thing is that I didn't want to take the trip though. I had to make it to the bathroom so I could splash some water on my face and grab my composure. Unfortunately, you have to hold your hand because you don't want the cops to see you're freaking out. And I was trying to hit the buttons to hold my hand, and for some reason, as I was hitting the button, the fucking option to take Trippo popped up, oh. and I accidentally took the Trippo, so he starts snorting it up his fucking nose. <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, I didn't want to do that, so I restarted, but I, I played through that entire scene, and it, it, and while he's in the bathroom, you know, it does the whole overhead pan to Ethan and him and Blake are talking, and he questions them and stuff like that. 
uh, and Jaden's not there. But interesting. If I read, I redid it because I didn't want to take the trip though. He didn't take the trip though, and he is there with him interviewing Ethan. And I'm like, so there's one of those subtle differences. And it wasn't even much. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, he asked him like two extra questions. That was yeah. it. So, I mean, it was, and I'm like, well, you know, I'm finally getting into where these differences are. So uh, it's, but yeah, so his son gets kidnapped and um, he's went to the, the police. His wife reminds him once again, you killed Jason. Uh, <laughs> well, she's kind of got a point. Every time she leaves him alone with one of his kids, his kids vanishes. This is true. You know, he's just cursed or something. But oh, yeah, the um, let's see here, what else happened? Uh, uh, there's the mugging, or not the mugging, but the robbery at the convenience store that you can break up with Shelby. But yeah, but what? Yeah, the only thing I the only thing really that I noted about that scene is that for some reason the mocap on that on the guy behind the counter Hassan felt way better than everybody else's. Yeah, it did. Like he looked like the most realistic guy in the game somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why like this one dude who's only in one scene, he might have been like one of their tech demos or something. Yeah. And so that's why but I just it's it was almost shocking to me how much better that guy looked than everybody else. Yeah, that's that they'd had so far. The, yeah, I, I did notice that actually. Um, so, did, what happened with you guys in this scene? I knocked something off of the wall as I was trying to sneak up behind the guy with the gun. Yeah, and he kind of rounded me over and made me, you know, made me hold over over the side with my hands up, and I basically berated him <laughs> until. Um, he said, all right, well, fuck you. I'm going to shoot you. And then I somehow like got the gun away from him and knocked him out. Oh, okay. And that's how that scene ended for me was then the, then Hassan gives me the shoebox with the stuff in it. And, and I, and I just leave with the box. Yeah. But yeah, but I, I berated that guy. (laughs) It was funny. He's like, yeah, you shoot me. Yeah, whatever. You'll, you'll just go to jail and they'll find you. You know they'll find you, and, and you're just going to go to jail and get raped. So why don't you just walk out now and save us all the trouble? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I tried to talk myself out of it. In fact, I can't remember what happened the first time I played through it. I, I, know, it, I know what happened to me this time around didn't happen the first time. Um, I failed, and he was like, I'm going to shoot you, and I was going to go grab the the gun and I fucked up and got shot. Really? Yeah. Um, he only shoots him in the shoulder though. Oh, and I was like, damn, is Shelby going to die here? And I was like, well, that'd make for an interesting story. But, uh, and, but nah, he's, he's okay. He, he just got shot in the shoulder. In fact, he said it just grazed me. So, and then, the, and then the scene proceeds to be the exact same thing as it was going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I ended up talking him down. Oh really? So you got that trophy? Time. Yeah, nice. I didn't get it the first time through, so I was trying specifically to talk him down. What do you have to be like? Really nice to him? Yeah, really calm, okay. basically. And then he so, just the opposite of what I did. Then. Yeah, pretty much the exact opposite. <laughs> nice. And then there's this awkward five seconds where he's just kind of like looking around, and the gun's like slowly lowering, and he just kind of like slowly backs out the door and walks away. Mm-hmm. And then Hassan's like, "Oh, 
maybe there are good people here in this country. No. Yeah, Hand that's eventually what he said to me after I beat the crap out of this guy. <laughs> He's like, oh, there are good people who will help us. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, sure, whatever, guy. Sure, give me the box. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, um, that was another investigation. That's why Shelby was even there. Was um, He was wanting to talk to this guy uh, about his son who had been killed. He didn't want to talk. You know, he started getting robbed while he was in the bag getting inhalers. And... Um, either beats the crap out of him or gets shot. Um, and he's like, okay, I'll tell you what I know. I got this box. That's it. Bye. So mm-hmm. well, we get it. We get a box or Shelby gets a box. Um, it has origami figures in it. And that's pretty much it. We leave. Um, let's see here. Yeah. I think the next thing up is um, now all of the, all of the town, you know, all of the news people know that Sean's been the next kid that's been kidnapped and that he's going to die in a few days yeah. if they don't find him. And so you have to sneak out of your house as Ethan and, you know, you've received a letter from the killer that tells you, hey, you need to go here. You need to go to this train station to get, you know, to as part of your trial or whatever he's putting him through. Yeah. As the, he gets a letter um it's, I guess it's just and he the, gets a letter in the first scene, and he kind of disregards it. Yeah, there's like a letter sitting on the uh, on the counter near the front door in the very beginning. That's something about all the children had left the church, and I can't remember exactly what it says, but it's also a letter you find later on when you actually get into the killer's apartment. Yeah, you know, you find that exact same letter. But it seemed weird to me that Ethan completely disregarded it the way he did. Yeah. Because I almost thought it was going to be the same letter when he was opening it later, but it was actually, hey, you know, what what do you want to do to do? You, or do you want to save your son? Yeah. I believe is what it, the new one says. But yeah, he um he gets a letter telling him to go to a a box and a I guess a train station. Mm-hmm. And um, you have the option of either going through all the reporters that are camped outside of his house or going around the back. One of the easiest friggin' trophies to get yes. is going around the back. Um, in fact, I did it again, and I probably should have <laughs> went through the crowd just to see what was different, but I didn't. Yeah. Did you go around, Matt? Yeah, I just went out the back again. Yeah, I did too. I, I guess we why. all did that. I, I guess I, I don't even want to deal with reporters. I mean, yeah. fuck. I just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not even exactly. <laughs> so uh, it was, um, yeah, the, we went, we go down to the, um, train station one thing i want to say when when he's wandering around the backyard i don't know if if he says it or if it was me prompting some of his internal thoughts yeah but there are things where he's basically like i'm blacking out kids are disappearing i'm the freaking killer yeah he he says that in his thoughts yeah and i was like thank you game for actually commenting on this and not doing like the protagonist who's like oh it can't be me Uh, you know you know i like that he's putting the evidence together and going yeah it's probably me yeah, what the hell do I me. do now? <laughs> yeah. So and of course that of course means oh he can't be the killer because if he's going to come out and say it that you know yes, it never sure. works that way that means he's probably not the killer but well. yeah I just I appreciated the game commenting on that yeah because for once somebody in one of these types of stories does that it's a, it's a, so it's one of those I wouldn't necessarily say self aware but it in the same kind of vein as that where it 
it's leading the player on, but it's 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 letting the player know that you're being led on. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean it's. You know, it's not coming out and saying, "Oh, it could be something different." You know, it, the, the, you know, they're not saying anything like that, but they're they're subtle things. It's for things. the game saying what you're thinking. Exactly, and that's that's what I like about it. Um, so we go down to the train station. He freaks out again, and I don't really know if it's him blacking out or if it's just him freaking out. Um, but everything stops. Time stops. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. And there, everybody stops moving in this jam-packed fucking oh. station. Um, jam-packed so much that I knocked over 50 people and got a trophy for it. I somehow didn't. Yeah. I somehow didn't knock over enough people, even though I thought I knocked over everyone possible. I see. I had, I, I didn't and I wasn't even trying. <laughs> it just I, happened. I had a goddamn ball because I knew that trophy was there. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to run over everybody. I and will it, say the sequence right before that where he's freaking out is a pain in the ass on the move. Would, like I, I failed that scene like three or four times. Which one was that? Where he's just where he's walking slow and he's like, oh, God, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And you have to do a, like a certain set of prompts. I don't know why, but the move just made that part really freaking hard. Is it one of those where you have to hold three buttons down at the same time? It might have been. I, I For the life of me, I can't remember, but I just remember it being the first time I was frustrated with using those controls yeah. in the game. I had not been frustrated before that. I, I should mention I'm using a controller. Usually whenever it's just the feet or just somebody walking or something like that, it's R2 and L2, back and forth, usually. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I should have done it on that one because whatever it was on the move, I'd... I just couldn't wrap my head around it for whatever reason. I couldn't remember. I can't remember what it was, but I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but he freaks out, and then after he gets done freaking out, he, I guess, decides that he should go look for that box. Um, there was a key in the envelope that came with the letter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember if he got a key somewhere else. Um and there's a trophy for I'm, I just keep going to the trophy stuff. There's a trophy for finding it on the first try, which I got even though I didn't even look at any of the trophies before I played. I got yeah, I got it on my first try too whenever I played it back in 2010. But um I and he finds a box, it's a shoe box that has uh five or five five, five yeah, there's yeah. five uh, origami figures in it as well as a gun and a cell phone. And a memory card that you can insert into the cell phone. And he goes back to his house and begins to investigate it. He sees all the origami figures, sees his gun. um, But he also puts the memory card into the cell phone and sees a video. Uh, We don't know if it's live or if it is uh, a recording of his son in what looks like a sewer drain. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he's conscious and he, he's, he's specifically saying dad is cold. I need help kind of thing. So, um, and then it pops up kind of like a, a wheel of fortune puzzle. <laughs> yeah. Hangman. And so he, um, and it's, I can't remember if it pops up on the phone or if it pops, it pops up somewhere in the scene where it says, how far will you go to save your son? And yeah, it says that, and then I believe it shows the hangman thing, and it says, for more letters, do the first trial. Yeah. Which, do they explain 
if he knows which trials the first one? Well, they're numbered. The origamis have yeah. numbers written on. Oh, they do. Okay, so I didn't, I didn't see that. So I, yeah, I never knew. Interesting that he unfolds them, and the uh, Hassan, when he gave it back, they were still folded. Yeah. I just like I like once you make that connection, it's like oh well. So Hassan kind of sucked, didn't he? <laughs> like I'm thinking Hassan didn't even try. That that's my, that's my thing. Yeah. Because I mean he did, they weren't unfolded. He said he didn't know what the hell they were. He said I got this box and that was it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just thinking, you know, did he even look inside the box? You gotta wonder. Yeah. <laughs> I, like otherwise, he saw this. He's he, the killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds killer. Yeah, but but I remember once he opened those things, I was I felt like okay, now this game's finally getting going. Yeah, yeah. Because up to that point, it didn't feel like there was any real momentum to anything happening yet. But once once you got to that point, I was like, okay, now I see where everything's going, and this you know, I don't see this game letting up from this point forward, which it definitely doesn't. No, no, you you're you're on the move from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the first trial there's five trials in all that he has to do each one represents uh, giving up something or yeah, it's or, basically would you do this to save your son yeah a test mm-hmm. to to uh, save yeah. his son and the first one is the bear uh, the bear has him uh, looking for a car uh, he goes to a car garage like a, like a storage place for cars yeah, he has a claim ticket. And uh, he claims a car, um, which the, the mechanic there says, uh, it's been here for like two years, you know. Yeah. So um, he goes and gets the car. Um, inside there is a GPS. And when he turns on that GPS, uh, a voice on it says, hey, you need to drive to this destination if you want to save your son. So it's, it's programmed in. Uh, he comes up onto a... Um, an exit onto a freeway. And it says, you need to drive, was it five minutes or five miles? Five miles. Five miles. You need to drive five miles in the opposite direction onto oncoming traffic, and you'll get your first clue to find your son. And uh, at this point, when I first played the game, I was like, okay, this is, because like, I wasn't expecting any of this shit. I was like, mm-hmm. we, went, we went from murder mystery to fucking Saw. Yeah. And I was like, okay, all right, let's do it. And I remember the first time I played this fucking game, this was the most fucking stressed out I had ever done played it, playing a fucking game, it seemed like. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, God, because see, you have to use the six-axis a lot in this part. You need to, like, oh, really? turn it like a turn it like oh, you're turning a steering wheel. You have to jerk it. You have to, you know, hit buttons, you know, push up, push, pull down, you know, lift it up and down and stuff. It was nuts. If somebody recorded me playing this game, it would look like I was an idiot. Or it looked like how I play every driving game. Because everybody mm-hmm. knows you're making a turn better when you actually turn the controller with yourself. Well, of course. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's inertia. <laughs> exactly. So uh, it, uh, this was fucking intense. Now, you have to drive down a busy highway in the middle of the rain where there's construction because what fucking highway isn't under construction? Uh, and <laughs> not try to fucking crash. And it was fucking intense. Yeah, that, I, that scene is great. It's really great. And even on the move, it was fun to do. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of those, the movements that you had to make were probably pretty similar, where it was jerking to the left and jerking to the yeah. right. And 
doing all that crazy steering. And I eventually crashed the car. It's my understanding you can actually get to a point where you can stop if, if you do everything correctly. Yeah, I can't necessarily remember what happened back when I first played the game. I wrecked it this time. Um, I know the cops were chasing after you. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so um, like that three mile mark or so, you yeah. blow, you blow through there through like a, some turnstiles, and then uh, two cops come after you. Yeah. So I mean, and, and I was able to like, I guess hold them off. Like you, you know, you yeah. wreck stuff into them. It's yeah, kinda... I was good for the next two miles, and then all of a sudden there's a point where there's like four or five movements in rapid succession, and I just couldn't get the the move to recognize them. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's you know, and it was it was fucking frantic after you crashed the fucking car. You know, you have to get that piece out of the GPS. It's like oh, the the the, the memory card is in the GPS. So you have to bash the GPS at the same time the fucking car is on fire. And so and you're you, upside down. And you're upside down. And and all mm-hmm. your button prompts are upside down too. Yeah, that oh, on the move that was the most infuriating thing because I could not tell. If it was just not recognizing them until I realized that they had to be upside down. But I was like, I was ready to throw my controller. I was so furious at that section because I was like, I'm doing what it wants me to do and it's not working. And then, yeah, how much more down can I go? Yeah, and then I realized, oh, wait, I'm hanging upside down. So, of course, immediately, oh, well, swing the wand up and guess what worked? You know, it was like, oh, I hate you, game. Yeah, that's it. Um, and, and the whole time, like, they, like they do a real good job with the soundtrack. I think the soundtrack's fantastic in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know the the quick violins, and I'm just like, ah, you know, I keep fucking up, and it's just it's nuts. Like that, like that, that was fucking, that was tense. Like even mm-hmm. even playing it again, I was like, okay, I really don't want to fuck this up. And I was like, oh, oh shit, oh, come on, come on. So it was. Uh, it was really good. You know, I got it out. I escaped the car before it it never exploded. But it, <laughs> it's it, you know that's always the thing you're worried about is hey the car's on fire. What's well, going to explode? Because you know it always happens. Mm-hmm. But it, it never did. And he runs off, and the cops are like, "Man, where'd he go?" So after that trial, Ethan decides to get a hotel room, um, which we find that out through the eyes of Madison. Because Madison gets a hotel room. She's, I guess she figures she can sleep easier. Yeah, she said that's the mm-hmm. only place she can sleep. Yeah, and that's where she runs into Ethan. Half dead out on the balcony. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, he broke some ribs uh, when he wrecked. So, um, yeah, how the fuck does that work? If, if he didn't wreck, if you perfected, perfected, if you, if you did it perfectly and he didn't wreck... Then he shouldn't be all beat up. Mm-hmm. Damn. I I also wonder yeah. what what happens if you just go into your room and don't even talk to him. That's true. Because I have... it's I, as far as I can tell, it was possible to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they make a meet later eventually, or else Madison has no purpose. <laughs> but yeah. That's a, that's a good question. I have no yeah. idea, man. I'm still missing stuff, which I have to give it to the game because I've done a lot of stuff differently. And there's still a shit ton of stuff that I could have done differently too. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of branching paths in this game. But yeah. they only want you to play it one time. 
Apparently so. <laughs> eh. Yeah. I got my one playthrough, and playing it again does not diminish that playthrough at all. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I feel, too. Yeah, it's... But... Even if I'm gaming it this time. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to get trophies and specifically choosing my paths to contradict what I did the first time. Yeah. Yeah. So after um, playing Nurse... In fact, I believe that's the name of the fucking chapter. Um, uh, we We help Ethan out, you know, just cure, cure his wounds, <laughs> just uh, help his wounds a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, I got to keep going. So yeah, do not put the, the burn salve on his cuts. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't give him any fever medication, but I put burn salve or I put ointment on all his wounds. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, I'm an idiot. Or <laughs> she says yeah. something like that. She's like, like, Oh, oh that sorry. hurts. <laughs> I, I I did not know. <laughs> yeah, you you can mess that up. Just like seems like everything in this game. Yeah. So um, the next scene um, I guess uh Blake and uh, what's his name uh, Jaden team mm-hmm. up to go find some possible suspects in the origami killer uh murder case. Um, and do we see the crazy religious guy first, or do we see the guy and beat the shit out of him? Uh, we've already seen the crazy religious guy. Actually. So that so that actually happened. Yeah. So so I I, I do want to just talk about that for one second. You get to see how Blake likes to handle his police work here. <laughs> um, you know, we knock on the door. He's like, hey, he's not here. He's like, well, let's go look around anyway. And he kicks in the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Um. And I have to mention, because I, I distinctly remember it scaring the fuck out of me the first time I played it. It scared the fuck out of me this time, too. There's another scene where you're walking. He kicks in another fucking door. Scared the living shit out of me, because I had like I had these fucking headphones on while I was playing it. And it's just like, I was like, oh, God, because I was able to control my character. Mm-hmm. It scared the living shit of me. I was like, I knew that was fucking gonna happen because I was—I remember it <laughs> happening the first time I did this. And so, but yeah, the crazy old man. He's—I oh, say he's crazy. He's—he's he's a big religious guy. Has crosses everywhere, and a, he prays all the time and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's—he's—he's he's nuts. That's and he thinks, job, he says. and he thinks that Blake is the Antichrist. Yes. Um, Which I can't argue with him. I, yeah, I, I would agree. Because Blake sucks pretty bad. He does. <laughs> he, if he's not Satan, he has to at least be one of the spawns of Satan. Yeah. So God, he's the worst. I hate him. Yeah, I do too. Which I mean, the, the game does a damn good job of making you mm-hmm. hate this guy. So, um, as Jaden walking around, the guy finally shows back up to his apartment. And, uh, you know, we start questioning him, and he starts freaking out. Um, he f- eventually pulls a gun out on Blake, because him and Blake have a past. They've, I think he arrested him at one time, and they mm-hmm. didn't have enough evidence to hold him or whatever. But yeah. um, he pulls a gun out on Blake, and Jaden pulls out a gun, too. So you had two options. One option is to hit R1 and pull the trigger, shoot the guy, and kill him. Or try to talk him down. And... Uh, the you can talk him down. It, it seems like every time you'll be able to talk him down somewhat to where he puts the gun down. Um, Unless you just shoot him. 
Unless yep. you just shoot him. Which, That's what I did this time. Which I have yeah. another fantastic fucking video from Rage, Rage Quit when we played it on our stream. Uh, a friend of ours who had never played this game before played that one scene and he saw the R1 button and immediately hit the R1 button yeah. <laughs> and shot the shit out of him. And that we th- sounds like what I did too. <laughs> and we thought that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> so definitely check out that video when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, anyway, um, so he, he puts he puts the gun down. Blake wants to go to arrest him and he reaches into his back, the back of his, I guess the back of his um, pants and what looks like he's he's getting ready to pull a gun. In fact, it's a little in slow motion. You have like a split, probably two seconds to either shoot or don't. And the first time I ever did that, I shot him because I thought he was pulling yet a second gun out. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reality, he pulls out a cross, holds, holds it up against Blake's face. <laughs> and he's like, I, I, the power of Christ compels you and, and runs off. Yeah, I, I kind of wish I had not shot him because I am curious like about that sort of stuff, and I'm sure that's what I'll do whenever I decide to play through again. But yeah, I, I popped that guy. Yeah, we'll see. The thing <laughs> right is, right off the bat. Well, oh yeah, right off the bat. So it, it, he, um, uh, you know, Blake. Uh, there is one thing to mention because I saw both sides of it. Uh, Blake, when you shoot him, he's like, "Holy shit, you just fucking shot that dude." You know, he yeah. he acts like, yeah. "What the fuck are you doing?" But later on, if you didn't shoot him, he brings it up saying, why the fuck didn't you shoot that guy? So and either way, Blake's a dick. Yeah, either way, Blake's <laughs> going to be a fucking dick to you. Yeah. And so it's – it's <laughs> it, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and if, yeah, when you get to that other scene in the covered market where – does that guy – I mean he's just like – he looks like a random bald thug, but – that guy pretty much just runs away right off the bat. Like as soon as he sees Blake, he's like, "Oh yeah, okay." And he like punches you and knocks Blake down and just takes off. Yeah. And man, that chase scene is like every chase scene ever in a movie, <laughs> where <laughs> the the main guy, like the bad guy, has no problem getting through, and then everybody on the planet decides to walk in your way <laughs> immediately after that. Yeah, that's true. Like, that never happens in real life. If you see somebody running like crazy, you don't just step out half a second after them and be like, oh, that was crazy. You know? (laughs) Like, I I don't know. That's, like, just a pet peeve thing because that's one of those things that always happens where, like, oh, you're going to crash into the shopping cart. And I mean, later on, he of course, he's, like, chucking fish and ice and stuff all over the floor and you can step on that and... It's fucking nuts the the resources this fucking man has. At one time, I caught a chicken and had to throw it down. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" Even like now, I was like, "I knew this was coming," but I was like, "What the?" F-? I mean, ch- a chicken? Yeah. yeah, and you still catch the guy eventually in the meat locker. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if Jaden can actually die here. Yeah, if you just don't do anything, he he's coming at you with a crowbar, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's like uh. It's like a hook. A meat hook? Oh, it's like a meat hook, yeah. Yeah, well, it's like a it's like a long stick, but there's a barb kind of midway through it. Mm. Because I noticed when Jaden hits, hits the guy with it, he has the barb facing the other direction so it doesn't stab the guy. Yeah. But I'm sure when if you mess up enough times, that guy could probably murder you right there. Yeah. But I, this, I, this was the point where I was convinced Blake was the origami killer because I'm like, this guy is not helping me with anything ever. 
Yeah, he, he, he like, didn't Finally, show once up. you subdue the guy, that's when he shows up. And you're like, uh, dude, where the hell were you? Yeah. Because the first thing he's like, go get him. What are you doing? And I was like, fuck you, Blake. It's like, I ran along the top of a supermarket and tackled a guy in midair. Come on. Where were you? Yeah. And then the scene ends with, well, I guess we found our origami killer. (laughs) Yeah. That was the other thing that made me convinced he was the killer was it's like he was ready to pin it on anybody ever. That's true. He's he's so convinced every time that he's right. He's the origami killer. I know it. <laughs> we need to go interrogate your mother. She's the game killer. I know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she blacks out. I seen her. But uh, it, anyway, we we've kind of run long a little bit here, and uh, we're gonna wrap it up right here. But we will finish this up on the next episode uh, next week. Um, let's see here. But yeah, we we're from the fact right here. It looks like we're about halfway through most of the content. The next content will just basically go through. There's a couple of scenes I want to go through. Obviously, we'll go through the uh, all the trials, but there's one scene mm-hmm. with Jaden in particular that I really, really like, and I want to bring it up too. And then we'll talk about the ending as well. Yeah, I'll be really interested to hear some of these things because I failed one of the trials midway through, mm-hmm. and didn't. I, I've never seen the last trial. Really? Yeah. So I don't know what happened. And like I said, I got Jaden killed at one point, so I'm really curious to see the stuff that he does. You know, if if obviously if he lives and gets to continue the investigation. So. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff that Jaden does toward the end. Mm-hmm. So, so I probably made the game a lot shorter for myself, getting him killed off. Yeah, actually, may have to be honest yeah. with you. It's I mean, there's a lot of stuff that Jaden does. Um, well, let's see here. Uh, I'll, I'll go through the whole spiel. Thanks everybody for listening. I do appreciate it. Uh, if you would leave us an iTunes review, it helps us out, gets our name out there, and uh, has other people uh, listening to us. Uh, let me check iTunes real quick to see if we actually have any new ones. Um, but if you do send us one, uh, we will read it on the air. So try to be nice. If not, then we'll read it anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll nickname you Blake. And we'll make fun of you. Exactly. In fact, I want somebody just just named Blake. Because <laughs> we don't. What what is his real name? <laughs> oh, I had it pulled up. Hang on, I can tell you in a sec. John Blake. Carter Blake. Carter Blake. Yeah. Oh. Typical cop name Carter. How many Carters have I seen that are cops? Yeah. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we do not have any new um, iTunes reviews. Uh, but if you would, please leave us one. We'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can check us out on Twitter as well. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS. And Mackie is at Big Mackie. M A K I. M A K I. You can uh, also send us an email. You can send me an email, Drew at ZTGD.com. You can suggest games to us. We will greatly uh, try our best to play them. And um, let us know how we're doing. We love feedback. We appreciate it. Just let us know, and we'll uh, we'll do our best to uh, read all the emails on the air as well. But anyway, um, that's pretty much it. We uh, we've uh, went through half of uh, the main story of Heavy Rain, and um, are, I wanted to ask: Are we doing? Are, are we playing through that one DLC piece or no? Uh, I'm going to plan to try to play through it. Okay. I actually was considering doing it tonight because it's pretty short, isn't it? Yeah, two, not even two hours. Yeah. Okay. Then I could probably, I can get it done. 
Okay. If you guys are game for going through it. Absolutely. Uh, yep. I can I can definitely I've already got it. I've in fact I re-downloaded it. Um so yeah, we'll we'll do that DLC part 2. And uh yeah, we'll finish up with Heavy Rain next week. Uh appreciate everybody listening and uh, until then I am Drew and I'm Matt and I'm Mackie. And we're out of here. Thanks for listening. <laughs>